You are listening to the Lang and Skim of It podcast, providing the long and short of sports and entertainment news for the casual fan. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. You are listening to the Lang and Skim of It podcast with Wes and Devin. Happy August 24th. Uh, we're here again with news on sports from Devin starting us off. Yeah, so my question for you is, do you want to start with something that is more serious and debate-driven or something lighthearted and more fact-driven? You're always starting with questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's start with the serious. Right. Okay. So we circled around the topic of Cleveland Brown quarterback Deshaun Watson last week. Uh, he has had, if I didn't go into it last week, more than 25 civil lawsuits filed against him for sexual misconduct. And he had a former suspension of six games that was being <clears throat> overturned. So that's why I didn't want to dive too deep into it. But right. the material change is now that it is a 11-game suspension that includes a $5 million fine and evaluations from a professional. So... There's still backlash with this, and I would say rightfully so. There's just a couple different things about it that are convenient and a couple things about it that are suspicious, both from the league. So something about it that's convenient is that his first week back, as long as his evaluations go according to plan and his reinstatement is on track, is that his... First game back would be week 13 against the Houston Texans. So that's the team that he used to play for. Yeah. So people are kind of speculating that they did that on purpose, kind of as a PR stunt, advertising spin. And um, I just don't know if now is really the time. I mean, then is the time or when is the time to just kind of throw him back into the limelight and be like, hey, you should watch this game because this player is going to be in this game you know i don't know if he should go from the situation he's in right now to then just being put right back onto a pedestal again but yeah, i think no. that that's what they're going to do i mean honestly i i don't think he should be able to play at all that's Understood. my thing i think he should just be done i i think that i i don't know it's i mean we have kind of similar situations i say we as if i work for them hollywood <laughs> and stuff but like right um, there's there's similar situations. I mean, you have uh, Harvey Weinstein, oh yeah, who had uh, those big allegations. I mean, we were talking about it last week Dan Schneider. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people who use that position of power for the wrong reasons, and yes. um, the industry, both industries, they just do not um, take care of it like they should, in right. my opinion. Yeah, that's what I was gonna go into about some things that are. Convenient and suspicious. Um, so some of the things that other people are speculating about is that he did not play it all last year or practice it all last year with the Houston Texans. And that was because of the situation uh, that was, you know, ongoing. And then also bad relations between Watson and the team uh, between a contract dispute. Uh, some people are saying that him being... All of last year is being taken into consideration this year. The problem I have with that is that they didn't address it accordingly at the time. They didn't really confront it that well. It seems like it was something that was happening, but they were kind of 
obviously you wanted more details to come out, but I, I just think, you know, with something, you know, so serious, it has so much gravity. Uh, it's better to get ahead of those things. Right. They kind of drag their feet on it. Yeah, definitely. And even up until these past few weeks where, I mean, it was a lot of details out uh, about things that happened and just everything else involved. If you you know want to look into it, you can dive deep and find out what was really happening and, you know, the reports and stuff. And it just, I mean, people are saying that it's still something that they're just trying to get through, you know what I mean? And then just kind of pretend like it never happened. And another thing about it is that there's other leagues that handled this same problem and issue uh, more serious than the NFL has. For example, the MLB has suspended a player, I believe it's two seasons, just outright, for one case. Um, so that is just a, a drastic difference. And then there's been players suspended for longer for different issues that don't involve um, violence or um, sexual misconduct with another person. They are, one was gambling, which included a full season suspension for a player. And then one, it's multiple, uh, you know, run-ins with it, but uh, substance abuse, a full season has been issued for that right. in the NFL. So especially when you compare other leagues and other situations of you know the personal misconduct um people are just still not happy with the situation and rightfully so yeah it sounds like they don't have their priorities straight so that's something they got to look into for sure yeah i mean there's so many young people that look up to players coaches gms you know anyone within these organizations uh they're role models for people that want to go on to the next level in college or professional and play or coach. And to that, you know, with that being said, these players have to be held to that standard and judged accordingly. And I think, you know, kind of like we've circled around in this instance, they have not, you know, done their due diligence to, you know, have, have their priorities of how to treat others how to treat women and just how act as somebody in society. Right, right. I mean, if you can't be an upstanding citizen, then you don't get to enjoy the things that you enjoy. You don't get to make millions of dollars. Like, that's not fair. That, that's that's just dumb. I, mm, yeah, yeah <laughs> that reminds me. Another thing um, that, uh, that people are finding convenient about it is that I believe that he's right on the threshold. So if things go according to plan with his reevaluation and being reinstated. I believe that he will, you know, pe people are also upset that he's going to be getting his fully allotted salary. Um, I believe if he were to miss any more games due to a suspension, that's when he would start to, you know, have some of his salary not be paid out to him. But as of right now, if he comes back on time, he will be receiving it. I know there's a lot of people that, you know, are saying it should be a full season and he shouldn't be paid, you know. But there's just, of course, so many things within the league that make it complicated um, because it's just such a back and forth. Somebody right. wants to play as much as possible and get paid as much as possible, whereas the league 
now they want to, you know. Right, but it, it should it should be seen as a privilege, not a right. You know, it should be yeah. seen. And if you're not going to act right, then you don't get that privilege. You know, we te- we teach that from way early on since like kindergarten. You know mm-hmm. that like if you're not going to behave right, you don't get to do fun things. You don't get to do good things. You know, <laughs> and I mean on top of this, aren't they also donating money somewhere too? It is a charity, yes. Um, fortunately, I don't have that right in front of me, but yeah, the fine is going to charity. Right, um, it's going to a charity that that uh, supports women, women who were abused. Yes, you're right, exactly. So the, um, yeah, the thing about it is, it, I'm trying to think, but his yearly breakdown is very, very significant. I think he's the second or maybe third highest guaranteed money per year. So, you know, hopefully he, you know, maybe does something out of, you know, his own contribution or something. But another thing about it is that he's still kind of denying it and not really acting that remorseful, really. But then also kind of doing those at the same time is also very strange to be like, I didn't do it, but I'm sorry. I mean, obviously, if you're making people upset in any way. It's it's a you know the right thing to be sorry and apologize, but to just be at this point and to just still kind of deny and then apologize, it kind of feels like he's just saying what he knows people want to hear. Yeah, they're just trying to save face. That's mm-hmm. that's the main thing. Is they're they're just trying to say make themselves look good, even though what they did was really bad. You know. Yeah. And it it, it just sucks that some of that is probably going to work, and he's probably going to be playing next year, no problem. You know. Right. And that, I mean, you kind of touched on it earlier. It happens in both of these worlds uh, because they have people that tell them how to, well, not tell them how to act all times of the day, but, you know, tell them how to act towards media, tell them things to say, tell them things to post on their social media in in these uh, times, you know, where they're kind of under scrutiny. So it's just, like I was saying, there's way more that goes on behind the scenes uh, with the player and then with the organization uh neither of them are getting what they want of course it's a compromise but people of course are you know more favoring uh justice in this and then that's obviously you know what the the greater public should be prioritizing right i mean it, it yeah it's just a shame that it you know this is something that brings a lot of people joy is is uh, football, sports, uh, movies, and all that, and then those select few who just, you know, they they get a chance to do it, and then they ruin it for a lot of people. Yeah, I and, trust me. I would have loved to not have to talk about this. You know what I mean? Something right. so serious. Because I mean, just a couple episodes ago, we were introducing this, and we we're having jokes and you know having fun and stuff. Oh, it's gonna be great, but. Yeah, unfortunately, these things do happen. It's, it seems like the past two weeks now we've talked right, about right. I mean, uh, people it'll acting. It'll happen when the season starts, right? Yeah, pe- people just acting in such horrible ways, to, to you know, different ways. But yeah, it's just um, unfortunate, but it happens in both. So that's, again, we, we tried to cross these two over and bridge a gap. And that's, unfortunately, one of the things that happens in both. Yeah. So... Well. Another thing that happens in both is that these people, they make a lot of money, Wes. They do. <laughs> is that your next headline? <clears throat> yeah. So, 
LeBron James, who is currently 37, he just signed a contract extension. Uh, it is a two-year extension, and then, then in the NBA, there is a player or team option. So that's pretty much at when the contract is over. If it's a player option, the player can decide, I want to do this third year. If it's a team option, the team decides, we'd like to have you back for this third year. And then they get paid in accordance with what the salary is and was. So the extension is $97.1 million. It's a lot of money, wouldn't you say? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and not to mention that you know he has shoe deals. Uh, he has commercials. Right, they have all these sponsorships. And... Yes. So he is... Uh, there's a couple of things I want to say about this. But yeah, he is a, a billionaire. Right. With a B. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is there any... There's a couple other athletes. Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. Um, are there any actors or actresses there? Oh, yeah. Oh, plenty? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like, one one of the first ones to come to mind is, like... Um, like like Robert Downey Jr. He made so much money oh, okay. off the Marvel movies. He was like the highest paid actor in all of them. Oh, and and then you have like Chris Pratt, who's doing all these big blockbuster movies now. He's getting paid a, a ton. Really, Scarlett Johansson. Wow. It's there's a lot of actors that you see. They just keep popping up and popping up. And right. uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson too. Probably oh. he's in like everything now. He's probably making a big buck. It's probably gonna be a, they get with these tea soon. Right, Trillion. right. <laughs> <laughs> they get these contracts for like billions, or not billions, but they get contracts for like millions of dollars per movie. Yeah. And versus like if if you're an actor first starting, the minimum union pay for a day of shooting is like 900 something, which is still like to us, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. Getting paid $900 a day, that's happy. amazing. Yes. But like compare that to this person comes and does a movie for like three months and makes three million dollars off of it probably more mm-hmm. it's it's big yeah so like yeah. there's there's a lot of money be, to be made when you actually make it and uh, that that's a very select few right you know yeah so it, it's good on those people I, i'd say when it happens for athletes i mean you're saying you know that's such a pedestal we're putting these people on but i i th- think that the select few that do it and they do it through playing um some have to play a really long time so like i was saying yeah, lebron their way is going to be um 37 and play to 39 if not um 40 um so his goal is to play in the nba with his son believe it or not so <laughs> his son is currently a senior in high school and the rule is they have to play in college for one year before they can enter the draft, which is how they would enter the NBA. So he's close. This contract could have him. Yeah, he better hope that his son's good enough. To <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've, you know, obviously heard of his name, Bronny, and stuff. But how are you not going to hear about, you know, somebody's yeah, it's son? Like LeBron James's son like, how saying are you not going to draft. Yeah, him? saying I want to play with my son. So he's the one that. You know, it's kind of speaking it into existence. Right. Um, but I, I've also heard that, I, I mean, because of resources and other things, that he, he's also pretty good, too. You know, I'm sure they've hired so many different private coaches in the off-seasons. He probably goes to a, a very good private school, things like that. So he is set up. Um, now, whether or not they play on the same team, that'll be something 
to look into. I mean, that's still some time away, but I'm, I'm happy for the athletes overall. I mean, actors, they can act from when they're young until, you know, their timeline of when they can be in movies uh, is larger. larger the, the roles play, may yeah. change, but, I mean, athletes playing into their upper 30s or into their 40s, uh, I mean, LeBron said he wanted to do it. Uh, Tom Brady said he wanted to do it. His goal was to play to 45, which is what he's doing this season. Right. But kind of like we said last week, there's a lot that retire much earlier than that. So these... People, you know, these athletes, of course, they have their private chefs and their personal trainers and stuff like that. But they really do dedicate so much time to taking care of themselves, you know, to get to the where they can do this. You know what I mean? So them being able to do it through something that they love and that they can only do for a limited amount of time. I'm happy for them overall. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that actually kind of goes into one of one of my little headlines here is um, the whole retirement thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of actors will just keep acting until yes. they're like 70, 80, right. so on, until they die. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's just, it's something that they enjoy and they keep doing. And I know sports, uh, like a lot of the, the athletes totally would keep playing if yes. they could. They mm-hmm. just physically should not and cannot, you know, right. like you mm-hmm. get to that age and you can't do that anymore. Um, most recently, um, one of the rumors floating around is Steve Martin. I don't know if you ever heard of Steve Martin. He's like a comedian, actor, really he's funny guy. He's been on SNL a bunch, right? Yeah, he's been yeah. on SNL. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you remember from our childhood, the movie, um, Cheaper by the Dozen. Okay, Where yeah. they have like 12 kids. Yes, <laughs> like yeah. He, he was the dad in that movie. Um, like yes. he's, he's been in so many films. Right now, he's in Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Uh, okay. He's also writing that show, and he's oh, nice. he's a really good actor. Um, yeah. But he recently just said that uh, he's looking at retiring. Like he, he thinks wow. he's going to be done once only murders in the building is done. He says that that might be his last thing. And wow. and talking about, it, he's just like, yeah, it's it's weird to say that that you know after that I'm just done. That you must know? not happen that often. I mean, you you'll hear about it more than I would, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Well, yeah, there's there's quite a few actors that'll say like I'm I'm done, and then you'll see them in something like a couple years later as like a say. cameo or something. Because <laughs> it's like it's hard to let them stop if they're so well known, you know. Yeah. If if it's just like act like acting, you can act your entire life. You can yes. act as a baby. You can mm-hmm. act as an old person. Yeah. You know it 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 really age is not something that holds you back from acting. Right, yeah, um, and there's everybody has a price. That that's the thing. Even if you say you're done and you're stepping away, like you said, you can still do it into your later, you know, later years in life. So if they give you an offer that you can't refuse, you're more than likely going to take it. Right. There's very few actors that like are done super early on. I mean, some ones that I know off the top of my head, I know Rick Moranis, if you don't know who that is, he he was in Spaceballs as the uh the Darth Vader um parody Lord okay. Helmet. And um he was also in Honey I Shrunk the Kids and um Honey I Shrunk the Kids and Little Shop of Horrors. So he was he was big in the eighties, mm-hmm. and there was one point where he just you know he it was like he disappeared off the face of the earth. Right. They were like, "What happened to Rick Moranis?" And it was just that he was like, 
I, I think I'm, you know, I'm done. I'm taking a break. I, I don't, I've done what I've, I've done and mm-hmm. not really looking for any more roles, you know? And like uh, some child actors will do the same thing. Like Jeanette McCurdy, she was done after yeah. iCarly and Sam and Cat. She's like, I'm, I don't want to act anymore. And yeah. it, it'll happen for different reasons. Jeanette's like, is more like she just didn't feel appreciated. Whereas Rick Moranis was just like, I want to go live life, you know? Yes. So there there are different reasons for the retirement in the acting industry, but like Steve Martin, lots of people just keep doing it and doing it. Right. Yeah, you definitely can't put everybody into a box and be like, they're retiring and this is why. Each case is going to be different for athletes and for act- actors and actresses. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I watched Two and a Half Men and then never seen that child actor again and i kind of always hate looking those uh things up because those blogs or those articles or whatever those like celebrity gossip ones or because they're trying to they're kind of trying to spin it and i guess the way i see it yeah yeah, and like a dark way where how you were describing it is somebody who's like you know what i'm done now i want to do this you know uh explore something else in terms of a career or in their life. Yeah, or just it's not the mafia. With their... It's not like yeah. you're in, you're in. You can't leave. You know? <laughs> so yeah, the way they're describing it is like it's a mistake where I, again, I'm, I'm happy for these people that they got a great opportunity and then they decided, you know, now that this is what they want to do next. Oh, I was actually hearing an interview. Um, What's his Frankie Muniz from uh, Malcolm in the Middle? Yeah, Frankie Muniz. Yeah, people are always saying like, oh, another it's, one. Yeah. it's so strange that he kind of disappeared. No, he didn't disappear. He wanted to do a number of different things after acting. Right. Um, he's uh, been racing. He, he like races cars and right. stuff like that. So, I mean, you had an awesome opportunity. You, you made great money. And now you have resources to kind of chase another dream. I mean... Yeah, That's no, awesome. no one says that you just have to do, you know, just because you've acted in a movie doesn't mean you have to do that for the rest of your life. You yeah. have a life outside of that. Um, so, I mean, it's it's cool to see sometimes and then other times it's, it's sad because it's like, yeah. you know, like they could have done a lot more. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's one of the big headlines right now is, is Steve Martin um, kind of backing off, especially when he's still pretty popular he's still kind of in the limelight uh only murders in the building is one of the more popular shows on hulu right now okay it's just entering it's well not just entering it's halfway through its second season right now um and it's a really good show i don't know if like he's saying that this is the last season or if that show is going to continue or if it's going to continue without him but oh that that's just one of the main stories is he's he's thinking about hanging up the towel I, I know he writes for it, but is yeah. he the main character in He's it? He's one of the main characters. Him, characters Selena are. Gomez, and uh, Martin Short are the three okay. uh, leads. So, I, people don't like when this happens, but obviously there's times where a character has to be written out of a show because of something that's happening right. with the actor or actress. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then storylines kind of take a, a sudden turn. Yeah, it could it could very well continue. Like, I mean, it's a murder mystery show. It's a show about a group of people uh, starting a true crime podcast because they're oh. all three of them find out that they listen to the same one, and then <laughs> there's a murder in their apartment building. 
our apartment complex. And okay. so, like, they start a true crime podcast, and they they uh, it's a very funny show. Okay. And they're kind of like um, trying to solve this mystery, and each <laughs> episode is another episode of their podcast. So, I mean, I could very well see like, oh, maybe he gets killed by the killer, oh, or yeah. or maybe he just hangs up the towel. I mean, you know. I always find the writing so interesting because, I mean, you'll be on season seven of something and there's still going to be like such just a, a well thought out joke that, I mean, if you've been watching the whole time, you'll remember something that's been happening that happened in the beginning or has been going on since the beginning. Right. It's, it's like, like, oh, wow. yeah, that's right. It, it makes me wonder, did they have this joke in their back pocket and, and they've been waiting for it, it or... Did it just click as they were writing, you know, this episode in this season? Um, who's to say? You know, it could go either way. Right. You know what I mean, but yeah, things that are just well thought out and well planned. It sounds like this uh, series is that. So it it sure. very well could go on for a long time. Um, maybe he just kind of wants to take a back seat. Do is he the only writer, or is there a, a few writers? He's one of the two writers for the okay. show. I want to say uh, Dan Fogelson is the other writer. Uh, I think I believe that's his name. I could look it up if I had to, but um, I mean, he's he's written a lot of movies and comedy bits and everything. Oh, Dan Fogelman, that's what it is. Dan Fogelman. There we go. Um, yeah, he's he's like kind of the creator of the show, but. All three of them are, are executive producers, so uh, they all have a say in the script and everything, I'm sure. Yeah, so he could kind of take a back seat, you know, and let some of the other creatives involved, uh, you know, kind of drive it forward and, you know, just kind of take less and less responsibility as time goes on, maybe just write and not be in it. There's so many different ways, uh, you know, he has a lot of leverage right now, and that's good. For sure. Um, and then the next headline is just a, a bit of a pickup from last week. I was talking about the uh, Warner Brothers Discovery merger. I said HBO Discovery, but it, that's just because like HBO is one of Warner Brothers. Um, one of the things that they own It's one of their properties. Right. But it's really Warner Brothers that's merging with Discovery. So even, um, even bigger. Yeah, so even that, bigger. Because yeah. Warner Brothers has been a, a big, one of the big leagues. Um, but one of the, I mean, with, with, the merger again a lot of things are being cut from the service we were mm. finding out from hbo max and one of the things uh that just keeps seeming to be cut is a lot of children's programming and mm. that's what i'm seeing a lot on on twitter uh, most recently um I, I follow some creators on twitter of of shows that i enjoy like the owl house and gravity falls right. um and one of the shows that they've been kind of like retweeting some of the stuff from is infinity train because they they've worked with some of those people it was a show on cartoon network that was all on hbo max that is now just gone you know it's like there's no possible way for you to see this because it's not on the streaming service anymore wow and that's the case for a lot of this children's programming is it's it's being cut and it's not just children's programming it's also adult movies family movies it's just cut and it's gone and that was a lot of the fear with the streaming services is if it dis if if they take it off of like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, how are you gonna see it? If right. that's if it was like a Hulu exclusive, like only murders in the building is a Hulu exclusive. Yes. Yeah. If they decide to take it off Hulu, where do you watch it? Right. And so people are um, kind of pirating it, sharing pirating <laughs> links. 
Um, which I mean, I know that the the big companies aren't gonna like, but it's like you've kind of led them to this. Yeah, exactly. My question would be, what is the benefit if a show was already made? You know, so they don't have to pay for the production of it or anything else. What is the benefit of cutting a show? Uh, so the main reasons that they've said that they're cutting things is um, they want to focus more on programming that costs less to make and has a more a larger profit margin. In animation, unfortunately, it does cost a little bit more to make because oh. it takes a bit more work to do. Animation is a is a craft, you know, and like during the pandemic, animation is what held the entertainment industry afloat is because you could still animate and record remotely yeah. and all that. You couldn't really film on set because there's too many people. But animation, yeah. put someone in a voiceover booth, that's still distanced. You're yes. still safe and cartoonists are still able to work in their own own room and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of crazy that like after they kept them afloat for like a year and a half... Uh, they're kind of just like, all right, see ya, get out. Um, yeah. Wow. Another thing is, uh, if they cut these programs off of the pro, uh, off of the um, service, mm -hmm. then they don't have to pay uh, like royalties, annuity, royalties. and such to go. to mm -hmm. them. Of course not. Right. How so convenient. like because no one's watching it, you you can't say, oh, it got this many streams. Got to pay these people this much. Because you can't see it now, so uh, they I I don't know. I have a couple theories. Maybe they're gonna start releasing them on DVD or whatever, which no one buys anymore. No. Or maybe <laughs> and um, since a lot of it is family and children's programming, my thought is maybe they're they're developing a, another streaming service because they're trying to maximize profit. Of course they are. Yeah. Obviously, what we're talking about right now is obviously benefiting them and not benefiting the consumer right unfortunate for us and parents that now might have to pay for a subscription service they like and then on top of that pay for another subscription yeah, one for their kids like yeah. hbo kids you know it's funny how this was originally supposed to help us pay less uh to watch tv and sports and things like that yeah and now, now i gotta have six different streaming services yeah, to watch what i want to watch it is basically cable yet all over again you know what i mean right it's cutting the cord it's gonna save you money but now if you're subscribed to multiple i mean that could you could easily rack up over a hundred bucks right if you, you don't know? have disney plus you can't watch disney stuff anymore. yeah like it's it's you might find like the select few on maybe netflix or something but even netflix is also like losing money and yes. cutting stuff and hulu i have no idea they're owned by disney now so they i think they're just uploading more like fox stuff is going to hulu okay than disney plus i've noticed abc stuff on there yeah because disney yeah. owns abc yep. too um so yeah maybe the more adult programming going to hulu this um, exclusive stuff i don't see it ending well that's just me um I don't watch that much, but I could see, I haven't canceled anything yet, but I could see if there's something I wanted to watch, maybe I watch it and then, okay, now I'm going to cancel and now I want to watch this other one and this other one, subscribe and then cancel. You know what I mean? I, I think they think they're going to get these people and really reel them in and keep them away from the other competitors, but with 
podcasts talking about shows, articles writing about shows. I mean, you're never going to get people to commit to you and your platform only. It's just not right. going to happen these days. That's, that's not going to happen at all. <laughs> and I also don't think that taking a cheaper route in terms of things that are uh, cheaper to make, but then more people are watching them, higher profit margins. I don't think that's the way to go either. You know right. what I mean? I mean, because then you just lose the quality. Yeah, I mean, some people, the fandom for some shows that probably have some of the biggest budgets are unreal. You know what I mean? I right. Mean, look at Stranger Things. Like, uh-huh. there is no yeah. way you could do that with a small budget. <laughs> the effects are way too out there. Yes. Like, there's no way. And that's that's like Netflix's biggest show right now. That's yeah. That's the biggest thing. I mean, I I feel like. I've seen it, even though I haven't. I mean, I've just seen clips about it, quotes about it. I mean, it's to the point to where, yeah, pe- people have shirts and hats and just all these, you know, people are getting merchandise. It's it's that big. Yeah, it's a huge you know. show. So, yeah, we'll see how this unfolds. But I think inevitably, given the people what they want, should pay dividends. But, you know, these people are in these positions because they've, Made the right move so far. We'll we'll see if right. we'll see if it's the yeah. right thing for these networks, but it might not be just based on the shows that they have and what people are looking for. Yeah, I think the focus needs to shift from what's gonna make money to what's gonna make consumers happy because that consistency and that happiness and the the uh, positive reception to your service is what's gonna keep people coming back. Yeah. Alrighty, moving on now to uh, our segment section. We're doing our first skim through this week. Oh boy. Um, so in case you didn't listen to the first episode or maybe you don't remember from the first episode, a skim through is where we take a look at a movie and we kind of run through the plot. We do a skim through the plot and we we compare it via Devin <laughs> to a uh, something in the sports world, whether it's a player that maybe had similar things or or uh, a specific game. Um, it, it's going to be a stretch. It's going to be hard, I think, <laughs> for Devin at least. Uh, for me, I just have to talk about what the movie was. Um, but I, we're we're going to do our best. I think I think we can make it work for sure. Yeah. Uh, this week we're talking about one of my favorites, probably the first movie I can remember seeing in theaters when I was growing up. And that is Finding Nemo. Okay. You know? You've watched that, right? You've seen that uh, yes, one? Yes, I have. That's yeah. one of the few that you've seen? Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. This will be... All right. I have a few things in mind. Okay. Okay. Just from rem- what you remember? Yeah. Remind me, of course. All right. So we're going to start from the beginning. We're going to work our way to the end. We might miss some points. We're not looking for 100% accuracy. Mm-hmm. We're looking more for the main plot. So starting from the beginning... Um, I don't know if you remember exactly how this film starts. So a lot of people tend to like remember it as like an afterthought of how it started because it's kind of dark. But we open up on two clownfish uh, in the open ocean in their new home in Anemone. Uh, talking about like starting a new life and blah blah blah, and then they go look at their their all the eggs of their children that they've laid, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be so great. Uh, and then they look off in the distance, and there's this, like, predator fish. Mm. And uh, he's just kind of, like, staring at, staring them down. And they, they're, they're kind of just staying still. And Marlon's like, don't do anything. Marlon's the dad. Yeah. He's like, 
don't you dare do anything, Coral. Just stay, stay still, and he'll go away. And she's like, no, I gotta protect my kids. She rushes down there, and uh, that causes the predator fish to come back really aggressively because she moved. And Marlin gets hit out of the way by his back fin, and we don't see what happens. Uh, cut to Marlin coming back too from losing consciousness, and he checks in on the babies. He can't find his wife Coral, and checking on the eggs, the the nest. There's only one egg left, and mm. it's slightly damaged, but he names it Nemo because that's what Coral said. She really wants. That was the name she liked, because they have like hundreds of kids. Yeah. She's like, how about Nemo? Was like a kid. So that's the number one. Yeah. That's where we get Nemo's name. Cut away. All of a sudden, Marlin's being shaken awake by a son who's excited for his first day of school. Nemo is excited for that first day of school. They go to school. They they go on their little swim through their little neighborhood. All sorts of little gags with the types of fish and sea creatures and stuff, which was a lot of fun for this movie, is seeing like how they incorporate the different sea life and animate that and make jokes out of it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, one of the main reoccurring jokes is that because Marlin's a clownfish, he's got to be funny. Right. Right. So stuff like that is it is really what brings the charm to this movie. Yeah. Continuing on, they get to the school. Mr. Ray, the teacher's like, "Well, let's name the zones." The zone. He comes mm. down and he got he introduces himself to the the kids and the the parents and stuff, and they go off to what they're doing for the day. Marlon's talking to the dads, the other dads of the kids, and they're like, yeah, I was really nervous when my kid first went to the drop-off. And Marlon's like, the drop-off? They're going to the drop-off? And we don't know what the drop-off is, We're, you know, unless maybe you're a marine biologist or something. <laughs> uh, I think the drop-off might be an underwater sea term. But they that's get it. there, and it's like this cliff that leads out to the mm. open ocean. And that's where the class is going on the first day of school. Jeez. Which is, I mean insane yeah um and i mean of course marlin's worried because nemo his son his only thing that he has left when he's supposed to have hundreds of kids this is the one kid that he's got left who has this uh smaller fin because of the damage to his egg from the the he can't swim as well uh so he's worried and he goes off to the school trip to meet up with the kids and the teacher and Nemo, of course, you know, he's embarrassed. He's upset that his dad doesn't trust him. He doesn't feel like he can do things. And so there's this big boat that's at the top of the ocean there. And to prove that he could swim, he flies up there to touch what the kids call the butt. It's uh-huh. a boat. The boat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so he's he's swimming up there. He touches the boat or the butt, and he's swimming back. And, like, Marlon, of course, is upset but all the kids are like, oh, he did it. Oh, my God. Right. And Nemo's like, well, I just proved myself I could swim just fine. Well, that boat came with a diver. And that diver has a bag, which he catches Nemo in. Jeez. And he goes back up to his boat and speeds off. And Marlon's like, no, my son. He's, and he's yeah, like he's chasing it. Only. Yeah. Yep. So he's chasing it, chasing it. All right. Um, so I know we've, we've got a lot of plot there. <laughs> Do you have anything that you want to interject with? I'm thinking of two different things, and it's, to me, such a big coincidence. I'll kind of go into both of them, and I can wait until you're fully finished. But 
I think I'm going to do two different ones and kind of have you decide. I think this one's more closely related. So we'll kind of both ping pong back and forth. Okay. Uh, do you want me to start? Yeah. Or, okay. So we talked about the one. Like I said, it's convenient. Um, father-son, you know, dynamic, uh, LeBron James and Bronny, or you okay. know, LeBron James Jr. So gotcha, gotcha. Uh, those two trying to organize them being on the same team it's not going to be that easy because they're going to have LeBron's on the Lakers. So they're going to have 29 other organizations that could potentially draft him. And then I could see, you know, LeBron has other sons, but this would be a situation like my son, my son, you know, his son that's in the NBA kind of being captured by another team, you know, being drafted by another team. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Another one I'm thinking of more father, son is, a player, Austin Rivers, his uh, father, Doc Rivers, was a coach. Uh, those two have actually been on the same team, I believe, at least once. But they haven't always been on the same team. Um, so depending upon where your story goes, I could kind of use that uh, dynamic. Because I kind of think what you were saying earlier of his father, you know, uh, Nemo's father coddling him because that's his only son. Uh, again, this is your son being in the NBA. That's kind of a big deal. So I don't know if this is what happened. I'd have to do a lot more research into it. This is just something that's off the top of my head. But maybe the treatment towards his son and towards other players was different. You know what I mean? Right. Um, just based on that dynamic. And then either way with the kid, it's it's big expectations for him. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Good. It's going both ways. Yeah. Okay, I got okay. lucky. I could see how both of these <laughs> might work. All right, I'm gonna continue on. Yeah. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna go a bit faster. I'm gonna cut out some of the the filler. Okay. Um. So, Marlin, when he's chasing this boat, uh, he eventually loses track of it. He swims to the ocean floor to try to find someone to help him. Uh, he eventually runs into Dory, who is a very forgetful surgeon fish. Gotcha. Um. At least I think it's a surgeon fish. Whatever. He he runs into Dory, who very forgetful, has what uh, she calls short-term memory loss. Okay. Um, but she insists that she can help him. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I, I'll take anyone at this point. Like, you saw this boat? Okay, let's find it. And so they're they're going off this direction. And eventually Dory kind of forgets what they were doing and forgets that she even met him and thinks that he's just following her. Right. And so they get into this fight and then uh, it's just a back and forth, and that's really where we start to see, okay, she does have short-term memory loss. That's where Marlon catches on and is like, oh, this is insane. This is not going to help at all. <laughs> well, um, as they're kind of talking, they run into this group of sharks. Hmm. And, of course, they're terrified. It's a shark. Oh, no. Yeah. The sharks force them to go into their little hideout, which is a shipwrecked submarine in a minefield. They go in there, they find out, oh, these are actually friendly sharks. Mm-hmm. They uh, don't want to eat fish. They're vegetarians now. They don't <laughs> eat fish. And they're like, fish are friends, not food. Great. Um, nice. And they're trying to get the sharks to help them. Um, he's talking about his son and how he can't find him. He's then telling a joke because they're like, you're a clownfish. you got to be funny again and he keeps trying to tell this joke but he just cannot tell it because he keeps going off on tangents yeah well he sees this mask as he's trying to tell this joke he sees the mask of the uh diver 
mm-hmm. which apparently fell. And it's it's like in the minefield. He goes and grabs it, and uh, it has writing on it, which is the address to where Nemo is. And Dory claims that she can read it. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, you can't. You're going to mess this up. They're tug-of-warring, and eventually... Um, it slips out of his hands and it bonks Dory in the nose, which causes some blood to flow out. Upon sniffing the blood, Bruce, okay. the the head shark, becomes crazed and tries to eat them. Oh no! They run away from the sharks. Uh, they get away from them. The shark accidentally throws a uh, not a missile, a torpedo at a mine, and it blows all the mines up. Lots of explosions Jeez. and violent fade to black. <clears throat> Catch us up. Do your stories still work? Um, so they're still searching from what I, you know, from what I'm picking up, right? So they're just kind of on a journey. So I would say, you know, leading up to the draft, uh, the draft is predetermined, or not, not predetermined, it's determined by how your team performs. So teams that perform in the top or the bottom half of the league are in a lottery. They still do like ping pong balls or whatever. I yeah. think it's one through six or one through eight. Uh, so they're in a lottery. Um, the teams that struggled the most throughout the season um, get some of the top picks in order to give them some top talent and hopefully move their organization in a different direction. Uh, the teams that perform the best, including the team that wins uh, the championship, as long as they don't trade any picks away, you know it can get more complicated. Um, they're gonna have the very last pick. So teams that perform the worst, top picks. Teams that perform the best, bottom picks. So if his son, depending upon where his son is going to be drafted, and then how well the Lakers do, it's gonna be so hard to make these things align. But I see that right now, uh, you know, Nemo's dad is working hard in order to just try everything. So maybe there's things that LeBron and the Lakers try to do in order to set themselves up to eventually get Bronny on the team. I think I think I'm gonna go this route. Okay, we're going with yeah. LeBron. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Continuing on, uh, we see that Nemo, where he's been captured, he's been added to this uh, aquarium in a dentist's office. We meet a couple other kooky characters, and these kooky characters are led by this one guy. Uh, who insists that they have to escape. They, they need to get out of this, this tank. They need to get back to the ocean. They need to get back to the ocean. Um, and so he's got this plan of how they're going to get out, and Nemo, he's going to be their key to getting out because he's going to help them block the filter, which makes the, the dentist have to clean the tank, and when they're in their plastic bags, they'll roll out the window mm. back into the ocean. It's like very convoluted. Like, Mission okay. Impossible-esque. Um, and, you know, that's a lot of pressure to put on a young young boy who can't swim very well. You know, he's got that, uh, that smaller fin. But Nemo, he's excited to have a responsibility. He's being appreciated, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he, he's, he's happy to do that. He's excited. Well, we go back to where Marlon and Dory were in the aftermath of the blowing up. And um, they see that uh, they they eventually accidentally drop the mask. The mask uh. falls into the depths of the ocean. and But not before 
we actually learn that Dory can read this mask. Uh, which is why it becomes even more important. Significant. Because, yeah. like, Dory can read it, but we just dropped it. Ah, uh, crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they, they uh, go down, um, and they are met with this angler fish. Which is like that really deep sea fish with a, a light bulb. Oh, light bulb. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's like... Well, not actual light bulb. Nightmare fuel <laughs> in, the, in the movie. Yeah, it's not an actual light bulb. It's like luminescence or whatever yeah. you call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and this, this fish is really scary. If you were a kid in that theater, you are probably screaming. It was Covering scary. Eyes, yeah. Exactly. And it's trying to eat them. Mm. But uh, they find the mask again. They catch it because of the mask. And then Dory... Reads the whole mask thing, able to decipher it, um, and they, then Dory remembers the 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 thing. But I mean, we know as audience members, short term memory loss. Is Dory actually going to remember it? Yeah. Well, they swim away, and uh, Marlin asks, "What what did the mask say?" And Dory remembers it. It's like, oh my goodness, I remember great. things. It's great. Good great. good for Dory. Snap back to the fish tank. They are um, swearing in Nemo as part of their troop to get this uh, this thing done and to be able to get through the um, the the tank getting dirty and stuff. And this is really where uh, Gil, the leader of the uh, the group, explains his plan with uh, the whole dirty the tank go into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Back to Marlon Dory. So we have this cutaway between the two. Yeah. We see the two different experiences of what's happening. They're continuing their journey to um, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney, um, which is in Australia, of course. And they are trying to get there. They they meet this group of fish who kind of tells them where to go. They don't like Marlon because he's being kind of a jerk, but they like Dory. And then this is where Marlon and Dory kind of have like a... Uh, kind of understanding of like what's going on between the two of them and eventually they tell them they uh they need to go this way so they head that way they meet some jellyfish there's like a little baby jellyfish they're like i will call you squishy and it's like an adorable little jellyfish and uh squishy zaps dory and marlin bats it away and then all of a sudden a bunch of jellyfish giant jellyfish oh, are man. surrounding them well marlin because he's used to the static shocks from the anemones he's able to go through just fine but dory does not have that resistance so mm. he actually has to save dory from the jellyfish and gets dory out dory's like knocked out and everything uh it's it's very very scary for for dory at least oh yeah but they're fine um uh, back to Nemo in, in the tank, you know, we have that um, Nemo's able to fit inside the filter. Nemo yeah. tries to fit in the filter and block it with a pebble so that it breaks. Well, it slips out, and Nemo, like, is in life-threatening danger. Mm-hmm. Very scary. He he almost gets hurt, um, and Gil's just like, you know what, that's it. I give up. We can't do it. Oh, well. Oh no! And it's Movie very over, sad, right? Yep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and that's where it ends. <laughs> Clip back to Marlon and Dory. They uh, they meet a turtle. They ride through the EAC, which is the the current that goes to Australia or whatever. I yeah. think at least that's how they explain it. Yeah. And um, they they go through the EAC. It's a wild ride. Coolest character, Crush the turtle. He's yeah. awesome. Cool guy. They 
get off the EAC and boom, there it is, Sydney. Um, and it's great. So, um, uh, back in the tank, Nemo had, um, Nemo eventually actually stops the filter, makes the tank dirty, and they're like, we're going to do it, yes! Yes. Well, they fall asleep and they wake up to realize that the, um, oh wait, that, that happens later. Nah. <laughs> I have to, like, reference it. It's like, there's so many cutaways. The you cutaways, know? yeah. Two people, two different people trying to do... Two very different things, yeah. Exactly. Well, Marlin and Dory get eaten by a whale. <laughs> and then they're stuck in the whale and Marlin's freaking out because he's like, I cannot get out to get my son. And then Dory's always been saying that she can speak whale. But of course, Marlin, again, just doesn't, doesn't believe, believe in Dory. Just like he doesn't believe in his son. Yeah. Um, and eventually, he does believe in Dory. They go to the back of the whale's throat, shoots it out the blowhole. Boom, they're in Sydney. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Back at the dentist's office. Uh-oh. The dentist replaced the filter with an automated filter, and now the fish are, are are stuck. There's no way they could break an automated filter. Their plan, yeah. Right, so their, their, fa- their plan is ruined. What's going to happen? Cutting it there. Catch us up. Can yeah. you still use your story? Yes and no. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to be doing some projecting, some predicting, um, so, you know, hopefully they're not going to be in any life-threatening situations. I'm mostly going to talk about things on the court and then things related to being on the court. Um, yeah, both of these players need to rely on their teammates. And it's kind of what's happening in the story. You know, there's a team, you know, there's people in the uh, fish tank and then there's a team and there's people in the ocean trying to get to inevitably you know they're, they're trying to meet you know i mean they don't know exactly how it's going to pan out but they're they're both trying to get from where they're at now to somewhere else get them a step closer so yeah kind of just having to rely on your teammates is going to be big for both you know what i mean it, it is a team sport there's four other players on the court and probably about 10 11 other players on your team with you not including coaches mm-hmm. so you need to have trust in those players and i could see situations where you know lebron's in the league he wants to do the best that he can every single year he has his other goal of being able to play with his son but he has to rely on others so hopefully there's no trust issues there with trying to do the best that the lakers can and also trying to get Bronny in a you know potentially drafted on the team and then same thing it's a team sport Bronny has to perform individually but his team also has to perform as well i mean you're not going to have your ball in the hands at all points in time on offense you know you're going to have to pass to other players have it passed to you um on defense you're going to have to uh rely on your teammates to help you guard other players and there's just you know a lot of things that are out of their control and there's a lot of things that are out of these two you know it's out of their control right. they're relying on others so yeah. like i said we're kind of going into the future with this one a little bit but like what if they're on two separate teams and yeah they have to figure out how they're gonna meet back up yeah i like that i like that good okay <laughs> cool it's still working i'm gonna go on to the third and Sweet. final chunk of the movie yeah we're almost we're almost done yeah Alright, so with the filter being fixed, they don't know how they're going to escape. We're in the harbor. 
with Marlin and Dory. Yeah. And the a seagull comes by <laughs> and eats them. <laughs> oh, but uh, Marlin's like, I am not about to get eaten by this seagull and blocks <laughs> his throat. He's like starts choking out on the on the dock. Yeah. And uh, another seagull, which we've met already, his name's Nigel. He's friends with the the fish in the tank at at the uh, dentist's office because they they kind of watch the surgeries happening and and commentate on it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, and he's he recognizes Marlin. He's like, wait a second. Like, Marlin says that he's trying to find his son, and and he's like, oh, wait a second, I know him. And he of course Marlin doesn't believe him. He just got eaten by another seagull, and so yeah. they're trying to flop away. And he he's like chasing him down. He's like, wait, I know where your son is. And then they all freeze because there's a pack of like. Uh, uh, like seagulls. So like those guys were like pelicans. This is seagulls. That's what it is. They were pelicans. Seagulls. Hey. The seagulls are the ones that go like mine, 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 <laughs> and they they um they start chasing down the fish because one of them because Marlin like moves when he finds out that uh, Nigel actually knows who his son is. He scoops them up as they're running away from these seagulls. They get away from the seagulls eventually and brings them to dentist's office. Where we see Nemo in a bag, pretending to be dead, um, so that the dentist dumps him in a uh, a drain, uh-huh. um, just tosses him out. <laughs> uh, that's what happens. They don't break it. It's that Nemo's taken out. He's scooped out because the dentist's daughter, it, like he was going to be a present to her. Oh, and the dentist's daughter is notoriously a fish killer. Mm. Like shakes the bag and kills the fish. They need to change plans. They need to change their course of action. Right, yeah. right. And so Nemo, by pretending to be dead, that's what Gil thinks is going to get him in the drain. Well, it almost gets him thrown in the trash. And then there's a lot of antics that ensue that eventually gets uh, Nemo into the drain and to the ocean. But not before Marlin and Dory see him dead per se and they leave and like give up and so he's he's brings him into the ocean uh nigel was not in on that part of the plan so he's like Mm -hmm. i'm really sorry about your son of course marlon's all depressed Mm -hmm. and that's where he tells off dory because dory's trying to be comforting or whatever and he's like go away (laughs) denial stage yeah right he wanted the stages yeah yeah well nemo luckily is in the ocean now pops out of the thing runs into dory Mm -hmm. and is like uh, like sees that Dory needs help and he's like yeah. hey I can help you like I can help you find but can you also help me find my dad so mm-hmm. they're looking for him and Do- Dory does not remember anything now she yeah. doesn't remember uh, Marlin she doesn't remember Nemo nothing and so she's like yeah I can help you find your dad I guess and so they're kind of like swimming and then eventually um, they uh, find they do find Marlin and this is after Dory realizes that, oh, this is Nemo, and remembers everything. Yeah. And so they back. find Marlin. He's in, like, this depressing little, like, scoop of land. He's, like, trying to just swim home all sad. <laughs> Giant fisher's net comes down. Oh, no. They're catching all the fish. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. We got to save Marlin. Oh, no. Dory got stuck in the net <laughs> while Nemo and Marlin got out. Uh, Nemo decides to to go in and save Dory, and Marlin's like, "No, I'm not gonna lose you again." And Nemo's like, "Dad, let me do this." <laughs> and Marlin, because he learned, is like, "Okay, I trust you." Yeah. And so they tell all the fish to swim down so that the net goes down, saves all the fish, saves Dory. Cool, cool. We go back home. Everything's okie dokie, yeah. and everyone's friends. 
and Great. we learn that Marlin, Nemo, and Dory, you know, they're all like kind of kind of like a family now, you know. Yeah. And lots of fun. And then Marlin finally tells his full joke. <laughs> I I tell it right now. I just know it has something to do with the sea cucumber. Oh, oh. it's like well, the sea cucumber walks up to the, the I don't even remember, but he oh. says with fronds like these. Who needs anemones? Oh, and they're all cracking up. Like with friends like these, who needs enemies? It's funny. Uh, Funny joke. Funny. But we get a nice little wrap up there. And then there's an after credit scene Mm -hmm. where the fish do get into the ocean. But they're still in, like from the tank in the dentist's office. But they're still in the bags. And they're like, what now? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. That's where it ends. Right. Yeah. So, I mean... The number one would be that there is a team. There's the New Orleans uh, there is Pelicans. A team. <laughs> <laughs> yep. there, there's the Pelicans. The Pelicans, gotcha. Um, <laughs> but I would say, I mean, there's there's Pelicans, there's whales, there's seagulls. There's so many other things. You know, at first we were talking about their teammates, that being out of their control. Now, your opponents, that's also out of your control as well. You know, I mean, you can try to defend, try to score against, um, but inevitably, how a team is doing when you're not playing them, or even to a certain extent, how they are doing when you are playing against them, it's out of your control. But in this situation, it led them to a point to where they could finally meet up. So I was discussing earlier that both of these players are going to try to do their very best individually and as a team. But let's just say there's a situation where... LeBron and his team, the Lakers, lose to the Pelicans, or they lose to you know the Suns, the Heat, whatever it may be. Regular season playoffs, whatever it is, and on an individual basis, that may be a bummer. Um, you know, not happy about that. But then, if it puts them in a position in the draft to where things could line up better, maybe it's one of those things that, in the end, you're happy that that happened because they probably weren't excited about being eaten by a whale or you know <laughs> yeah. anything at the time of course not but but it became a good thing because the whale took them closer to <laughs> the to, to australia exactly so i can kind of see this being the same way to where maybe everything does line up with what they do in the regular season and or the playoffs uh to get them at a certain point in the draft and then same thing with Bronny. Him performing a certain level, now this would be in college, his team performing to a certain level, because players that are on teams that make it far into the March Madness tournament are, you know, kind of in the spotlight and kind of going to be drafted to a certain, you know, a certain yeah. level. Right. You know, I mean, it's if you're seeing them play well into the uh, playoff, or, you know, sorry, the tournament, if you see them in the Elite Eight and the Final Four, you know, if, if you keep seeing them play and there's good tape on them, that's who's going to come to mind when it's like, okay, who can we draft that's going to help us out? Um, so kind of things that are out of both of their control, but maybe it lines up perfectly to where they can be on the same team at the same time. Yeah. I can't believe you made something work with that. <laughs> Me either. I got so <laughs> A movie lucky. about fish. Hey. That's crazy. Okay, cool. So, I mean, we got the story of Finding Nemo lines up with the story of LeBron and Bronny. That's awesome. Who would have thunk? You know what I mean? You're welcome for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
All right. Well, that wraps up a skim through this week. Um, next week is our our next segment. Devin, do you remember what it is? Because I don't. It is going to be poster post-game analysis. Right, right. So also on the theme of introductions, similar to this, because this is you know one of your favorite movies, introductions. So um, we are going to be going over a game script or a box score, probably something recent, so more than likely a baseball game. Let's go baseball. We haven't touched on that too much so we'll do a baseball game and then maybe my we could do my favorite team the white Sox. introduction to me for the theme and then you can try to do characters from your favorite tv show or movies and stay on right. on theme uh so that's yeah that's what you guys can expect next week we're going to uh, fill in yeah. the blanks you know it's not going to be the white Sox. it's not going to be white Sox players it's going to be a game you know description of theirs but then we're going to Mad Lib, you know, fill in the blanks of teams and players. Uh, well, Wes is going to be doing that. So. Yeah, so if you want to listen to me struggle next week, be sure to, to pop on by. Um, so that brings us to our last segment today, which is our two truths and a lie. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, so just a little update for the listeners. Um, we're currently sitting at Wes 0-2. Devin one and one. Got to brag about. That. And in terms of voting, I won last week's uh, vote for best team. I forgot to uh, say that. So <laughs> I didn't want to bring I, it up. Yeah. So <laughs> I think Devin's you know, draft won last week. Uh, in case you you weren't listening or you weren't following on uh, social media. We did a draft last week where we drafted characters from our favorite shows for a football draft. And Devin's team unfortunately won. Uh, Yep, that's votes between both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Thanks to you all who voted. Uh, Sorry you're wrong. uh, Thanks, yeah, for voters on either (laughs) side. Uh, We do appreciate, you know, keeping up with the pod and keeping up with the content on our social media. So uh, I think... We should do it based on winner. What do you say? So winner the goes win- first. The winner goes first. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna name three players that are on the Washington Nationals, but one not so much. <laughs> uh, so baseball. Um, so we have outfielder Juan Soto. We have second baseman Cesar Hernandez, and we have designated hitter Nelson Cruz. Which is not actually on the team. I'm going to go with Hernandez. I, that just sounds... I, I feel like I've heard that name in reference to another team. Okay. So that's what I did here per se. Um, but you're incorrect, unfortunately. Ah! Juan Soto was on the Nationals and got traded to the san diego padres before the Dang. trade deadline in the mlb we, i was gonna say soto too <laughs> we, i was like maybe it's soto i think we started a week or two after the trade deadline that would have obviously been the biggest news at that time because uh, he's you know he's a great player and the padres are trying to win as many games as they can and hopefully win it all and they traded for him thinking that they could you know he would get them to that point so Gosh, no, I'm not. Uh, you again. 0-3. Let me just update Great. this here. Fantastic. I'm going to end this whole season like 0-52. Uh, <laughs> All right. Know. 
I'm gonna follow around the same lines. So it's my turn. Around the same lines, I'm gonna say uh, a movie. I'm gonna list three actors that were in it. One of them, of course, was not in it, and it's right. up to you to figure out which one. Okay. Uh, so I, of course, am gonna talk about Shark Boy and Lava Girl 3D, of one of course. the best movies of all time, starring Taylor Lautner, Robert okay. Pattinson, and George Lopez. Which one was not in the movie? Um. Oh, jeez. It's. I think See, I, I thought this one was easy. I think <laughs> I remember George Lopez being in there, some sort of you know supporting character or main character, but you know obviously different because it's you know children or teenagers. Okay, it's one of those two childhood actors. I'm going to say it was Pattison that was not in it. <sighs> I thought I was going to get you there. Um, I mean, I made this one easy. Yeah, Robert Pattinson was not in it. Taylor Lautner and Robert Pattinson acted together in Twilight. Okay. Uh, but this was actually one of Taylor Lautner's first roles um, was Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Okay. And yes, George Lopez was in it as a supporting role supporting as role. Mr. Electric, the <laughs> teacher and one of the antagonists. So... You got me there, which leads you what? Two and one. Two, two and versus one versus your zero yeah. and three. Great, feeling good. Great odds. Great <laughs> odds. We're doing awesome. Okay, so uh, so far I'm zero and three, and Devin is two and one. Cool. We hope you enjoyed the show this week. Uh, hope you enjoyed our first skim through. Be sure to leave a comment or a uh, a like, react, tweet at us. What did you think of Devin's comparison? Do you think it works? Do you think you might have a better comparison? Yeah, let's hear it. Let us know. Yeah, let us hear it. Uh, either tweet at us or leave a comment on our Facebook post uh, when we post this episode. And that's the wrap-up for this week. Uh, again, hope you enjoyed the episode. We're available on all your favorite podcasting sub- uh, subscription services, I think. <laughs> yeah, and Devin, let them know where to find you. Devin Lang, 32, on Twitter, D-E-V-I-N-L-A-N-G-E. I got a couple more articles pumped out. Going to write another one today. So hopefully by the time this is out, that'll be out as well. But just keep up uh, you know, with that. I'm going to you know, just keep pumping them out. Yeah, lots of articles to read. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at WSkimMilk. That's W-S-K-Y-M-M-I-L-K. Um, I don't, I don't know, I tweet sometimes. <laughs> and of course, check out wskimmilk.com for this podcast as well as a couple of my others. All right, and that wraps us up for this week. The Lang and Skim of It podcast is available on all of your favorite podcasting providers, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at L&SPod for updates. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.